Hello, you're listening to The Deep Cut, a podcast from Atlanta Christian Church led by pastors Derek Sweatman, Lindsay Self, and Joel Mooneyhan. Each week we take about 30 minutes looking at the previous week's message and text to explore the theological and practical applications for those of you listening. We're glad you're here. We hope you find it meaningful. And now let's get started. Okay. In the sanctuary. In the sanctuary for the Deep Cut podcast with my good friends Joel. What's up? And Lindsay. Hello. And we are uh, podcasting in our third week of this A Distant Neighborhood series, which has been about loving your neighbor. What does that look like? This is a series that we could have done from now until Jesus returning because (laughs) how you love your neighbor is just endless possibilities. Um, but in the times in which we are living in this heightened season of, uh, tension and stress in culture, uh, loving, loving your neighbor becomes a little bit more problematic, uh, because, um, right now it's very easy to hate your neighbor. It's yeah. very easy to find fault in your neighbor. And it's easy to sort out who your neighbors are, who your neighbors aren't, based on X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, this is a good topic. Our, our text for today, which is the one from Sunday, is Romans 12, uh, verses 9 through 18. And Joel's our illustrious reader. I turned away from it. Hold on one second. And so he's going to read that, and then we will break down a few things here that Paul is talking about. Some yeah. good stuff. Romans 12, bear with me. Ah. Ah. 12, 9 through 21. No, 18. 18? Does it go through 21? Yeah. That's the end of the chapter. Sure. I'm going to 21. Okay, go to 21. <laughs> it's good reading. Why, why leave out this? this like it. <laughs> so Paul writes, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those, uh, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give, uh, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. <laughs> Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm -hmm. So Romans 12 is a powerhouse chapter because (laughs) it it really functions as this now what or so what chapter. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the very beginning, it's uh, Paul is he challenges the reader to not be like to be transformed as a person. 
because of Christ and the presence of Christ in our lives that that involves transformation. And then the chapter like rolls into this, it's like a whole interpersonal thing. You know, this is how we should now live among one another. Um, and there's some pretty heavy, heavy, seemingly impossible things in here to like, you couldn't live by all these. You could spend your whole life working on chapter 12 and get it occasionally. And you'll hit the mark sometimes, but really miss the mark many, many times. Um, so this is a powerhouse chapter and this section is maybe the crescendo of what it means to be the people of God among uh, neighbors. And, uh, there's so many things, um, in there that why don't we start with just whatever jumped out to you guys so many good phrases in there i well i actually was going to go back a chapter okay in prepping and just looking i like to look at what comes before especially something like this mm-hmm. in letters to give it a little bit more context and with all of those things that you're saying just the heaviness of it and how much there is for us to do in our community you know with loving our neighbor and stuff I found it very interesting that right before this in chapter 11, he's talking about the Gentiles being grafted into this mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. family, this new life. So when he's saying these really difficult things, he's not saying it to a group of people who already agree on everything and who are similar in mm. all ways. He's saying it to a group of people that are two very different communities coming together in a new one. Yep. And I felt like that was so pertinent to what we're talking about in our current culture and our current, the climate that we're in and everything that um, if we follow this, it's not about just getting along with those who agree with us. It's not about getting along and loving those who are just like us. It's about loving people who are maybe quite the opposite of Mm -hmm. us in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Well, and historically, you know, the Jews were expelled from the city of Rome Mm -hmm. and upon returning these churches uh, had become, I guess, predominantly Gentile. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there that there's there's definitely some tension between different kinds of people. Yeah, and Paul spends a lot of time, in, not just in Romans, but in Corinthians and uh, Philippians <clears throat> and a few other places. His, he's very interested in helping people understand that if this is going to work, y'all have got to figure out how to get along um, you don't have to you don't have to like each other uh, but you have to learn to care for each other mm-hmm. and there's a difference and uh, it may it'd be better if you did like each other but you know you're here you're sharing this space you're sharing this belief that should be enough and I find I also find it interesting that it's Paul who's saying these things because Paul if you're familiar with his story uh, he hunted down Christians and he was doing all he could to stop this heresy of this risen Messiah and so here's a guy who started whose career was headed towards this path of if they think differently, if they believe, if they believe differently, if they act differently, we have to stop this. Mm-hmm. To now, here's a guy who's saying, "We got to make more room at the table, and if these people come after you, you need to pray for them and mm-hmm. and extend to them the same sort of love that Christ did." And that's got to that had to have been strange for people to hear. And I think about the fact that we're 
so quick to dismiss anybody who's ever done anything wrong to hurt us or just in general some sort mm-hmm. of moral failing and and cancel culture I suppose but <laughs> we're so quick to that and I wonder how it would have been for people hearing him that weren't you the guy mm-hmm. that used to go around killing like trying to get yeah. people killed well this is from his own experience mm-hmm. because remember I think it was it Barnabas that had to stand up for him mm-hmm. and of course um, but he wasn't a trusted when he became like a Christ follower, Paul was not trusted no. initially by the other disciples or apostles because because of that very reason, you know, that his reputation preceded him. And so some of his words about, uh, in, in at least in this section, about learning to live with one another and so on, like that's from his own, he received that right. as well, you know. Someone who used to be hostile towards uh you know, the Christian community became accepted within and then embraced. And then sent out to lead. Yeah. So he's not, he's not speaking from, I do this very well, but this was done to me. Mm -hmm. And Paul doesn't often quote Jesus almost never, but you can see, you can definitely see some, a lot, a lot of some of Jesus's teachings in this uh, thing, especially give them something to drink, feed them, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, but you, you can, you can see it. Uh, you can see his understanding of this is what Christ meant when he was like, they will know you are my disciples by, by your, your love, love for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you won't be known by how you're not going to be known by how cleverly you can argue your political viewpoints or anything like that. Yeah. You'll be known by how well you love each other. And yeah. Just, yeah. You, it doesn't matter how clever you are or how how right you think you are. How how well can you love someone? <clears throat> and when he's in, he does quote. This is one of the times where he does quote Jesus, but Jesus is actually quoting uh, Proverbs mm-hmm. when he gets to that. If your enemy is hungry, feed him; thirsty, mm-hmm. give him something. And that's also something Jesus riffed on with the parable of the sheep and the goats. He kind of goes on that thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, not only should you do this for your enemy, but also if you don't, if you don't do these, then if you deny these things from other people, you are effectively denying them from me. Yeah. That makes it way more severe when you start making when you start realizing the connections between those passages. Yeah, this is not just a. Even Jesus was very serious about this idea of caring for people even if they're your enemy mm-hmm. were you going to say something Lindsay um, I think I mean that just also makes me think of like that idea of you're doing this not just to you know your friend but to your enemy and I feel like I've probably said this in previous podcasts re- recently but um, just remembering when we are interacting and dealing with people that they also are made in the image of God, mm-hmm. that they also are a child of God, no matter their beliefs, mm-hmm. no matter you know what side of anything someone falls on, yeah. like they are still loved by God very dearly. And so for that reason alone, mm-hmm. we are called to love as well mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah, it's the C.S. Lewis, you've, you've never met a mere mortal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're always you're always in touch with someone who's also in the image of God, no matter who they are, you know. I was doing a little Greek stuff here. Um, when Paul says at the beginning of our passage here, love one another with a brotherly affection. So the Greek here is, uh, the, it's really be devoted to one another, uh, love one another, be devoted to one another, um, philostorgos, whatever. <laughs> and then a brotherly love, very easy Greek word, Philadelphia, uh, brotherly affection. Uh, and so, you know, he, he often does set up this like familial, mm-hmm. um, that the, the way our love should be given and reciprocated or whatever is like familial but also, you know, that whole brotherly, um, sisterly. Yeah, in my research, I found that in the New Testament, that phrase, if you want to say brothers or brothers and sisters, uh-huh. it's used 271 times. It's so many in times. In the New Testament. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, it's so often. And what's interesting about that, it's not even interesting, it's just easy to figure out. It's like, if we all have siblings, we understand that that does not mean we're enjoying one another's presence all the time. Yeah. It means that we... Yeah, exactly. A lot of it is we're enduring each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just like, we're stuck with each other. <laughs> uh, that's what it feels like. A lot, you know, a lot of the times, maybe some of the times, depending on the family dynamic, but even in the best case scenario of a family of brothers and sisters, it's not always amazing. Right. But what what he's getting at here is this this understanding, this belief, this conviction that... I've, somebody is covering me. Somebody is with me, mm-hmm. and um, you know. And we've all had stories of siblings, like you know, going off the rails or whatever in our lives, and we still have to find ways to love them. And so, I think this language around family, uh, and as you said, I—that's funny you brought that up because I was like looking at that in my sermon prep too, and it was like, wow, this is so many times mm-hmm. that this phrase or word. Uh, comes up and uh, and but it's better to see that not as like again if you have siblings you already know that this cannot mean perfect it means Mm -hmm. more of like a committed I'm stuck with you and yet (laughs) that's an honor you know yeah and church is like that you know you look around you're like I would never I would never go to the Braves game with these people but you end up doing it and you end up in it's weird how people end up in small groups of people they never would have picked out of a lineup you know to be friends and here they are praying with each other and learning from each other it's a it's a you know the church can be a unique place like that yeah i think with sibling dynamics and comparing it to our relationships you know in our faith um years ago i mean back when i was in college was having issues. I have three older brothers, for those of you that don't know. So there's lots of interesting dynamics over the years and things that have have happened. But one of my brothers in particular, we didn't always get along so well. And I think it's because we're very similar in a lot of ways. But I was having so many issues just with him and in our relationship. And it was constant frustration uh, for me. And in talking to a friend of mine, like a mentor, type woman she had given me advice I didn't necessarily want and <laughs> but it's the best advice I think I could have gotten and obviously here 20 years later I remember it still mm-hmm. in in my relationships and as I was you know pouring my heart out and, and asking like how do I like what do I do to help him change the way he treats me and the way that he is with me and stuff 
she said, I'm actually going to challenge you instead of, of you spending this next week praying about that, I want you to pray for God to change your heart towards him (laughs) and I was like well I hate you now you know this is not what I wanted um but instead you know she said spend just a few minutes a day if if it's five minutes or less than if that's all you can do um and just ask God to change your your heart towards your brother instead of the other way around and see how that changes the, the dynamics of your relationship and it really did I mean it didn't make things perfect yeah like you're saying um but it changed my outlook and my ability to endure things until maybe things did start to change or just love him in a different and better way than I was yeah. and had been loving him. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point too, doing something like that at all is, is a conscious decision mm-hmm. and any, any act of love is it truly loving someone doesn't have anything to do with how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does come down to I'm choosing the best for this person, or the best I can give for this person mm-hmm. in spite of myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a, that might be a good barometer is that how uncomfortable is treating somebody mm-hmm. well making you. And I mean, it, it will certainly help you calibrate where your heart is but it'll also help you know whether or not you're loving them. If the way you're acting to somebody who you don't like uh, is start, you know, starts to feel you know, smugly satisfying, mm-hmm. probably not the right way to be behaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it's, something that start, if it's something you're reluctant to do and it makes you a little uncomfortable, you might be on the right track to mm-hmm. loving somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like verse 18. I think this is the center of... Uh, mm-hmm. our discussion, but if possible, Paul says, mm-hmm. so far as it depends on you, <laughs> live peaceably with all. Now, there's a lot in there. Yeah. I love that. There's, there's, first of all, the escape hatch of if possible, if possible, which means there are going to be people that it's not possible to live mm-hmm. at peace with. And so I think when pastors talk about we need to make sure that we're being peaceable with all people and loving, you know, it's a loving environment with, for everyone. People tend to think that we think that's all the time possible when it isn't. There are just going to be people that can't do it or can't receive it. And so there's a little bit of an escape hatch here that Paul so graciously puts in this command, like, if it's possible. <laughs> but then, like, it the, the gear switch here is interesting so far as it depends on you. And mm-hmm. so it does come back to us. Like, is it, we, we tend to look at people around us and go, they're just impossible to love. And so the question Paul is posing is, is it them or is it impossible for you? And uh, because we really can't do anything about the other person right. mm-hmm. as much as we think that we can, we, we cannot. And it's, um, you know, so there's, there's both the escape hatch, but at the same time, there's the pressure Put on us to like if as far as you can do it live peaceably with all and i think the peaceably part is beautiful i think everybody loves that but when he adds with all <laughs> now we have a problem yeah. you know now we have that allows people in the lens that i don't want in the picture of my life you know um so it's this is the real uh this is where christianity gets real you know. Well, in the live peaceably thing, 
again, it, it's it's not saying, um, you know, be good friends with them. It's yeah, you don't saying, have to go to the bar with them. Just put your yeah. fists down. Lay your weapons down. Uh, yeah. The, I think there's also something to be careful about when you're reading that escape hatch about, if possible, because I've, I've seen and heard people recently who just flat out, you know, I could never... I could never be friends with, or I could never be around this kind of person, that kind of, or someone who votes this way or that way. I mean, that's not what this this passage is not giving you an out because you don't like someone's politics mm-hmm. or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's again, it's got nothing to do with that. It's it's a um, how well can you do this, mm-hmm. having nothing to do with them, and it's not an excuse to exclude anybody from mm-hmm. that definition of it, no matter how much you think you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not saying that there will never be disagreements that right. pop up in your community. I mean, if there's never disagreements in your community, that that shows, I think, a lack of variety of people and a variety <laughs> of viewpoints and stuff. So it's not getting at there's boring. never going to be an issue. but <laughs> Because um, we're, you know, we're as a... I forget the author of the article you sent me, Derek, but the way he put it was that we're wonderfully stuck in this Christian community, right? And that um, there's almost this danger of staying very shallow and superficial in the community if you don't go that next like level down, dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not that you can't have disagreements on whatever topic or issue there is, but it's when it becomes more of a conflict, something that sin enters into that there's a distrust that forms Mm -hmm. um, and it starts to hurt the community and hurt your your family that that's when it becomes an issue when it goes from being peaceable Mm -hmm. um, with each other to worse and i really believe right now in this you know year of election um you know the church has a responsibility a calling to practice this as best as they can you know because um it is true like every preacher at this point is one ill-placed political statement away from a church split Mm -hmm. um just because that's how tense it is right now and it shouldn't you know it shouldn't be that way it should be uh at, at least right now if there's any community if there's any place to go where it's demilitarized it should, be the, it should be the congregation where uh, likes and dislikes can be together. And, and again, the communion is always central, that we share the same bread and wine. And, um, and that's a, a symbol of so many things, but most importantly, that we are yeah. one, even though we may be uh, very different in thought and in deed. Uh, what unites us is this story of the gospel, story of Jesus. Um, and so it is, I mean, it, it's incumbent upon us, nice political word there, incumbent, <laughs> um, to really pay attention to these words from Paul. Like, okay. It, and again, I like how he says, like, it's not up to them because you can't really control them. And that is a lot of the stress in human relationships is that we think that we actually have control over what somebody does or feels. And well, it's that we can't. It's that desire that you have when when somebody 
says or writes or yeah. posts something that you really disagree with, yeah. like, I know exactly what to say. And then you sit down, yeah. or, or you have your response, or you, you know, think of things to, yeah. to respond to people with. Like, no one who I know ever yeah. has convinced or been convinced by anybody. No. Because you had a clever argument. And I'm the guy who would, like, just the way I was brought up and the way that I am, I guess, but, like, I, I would do the protests. That's just who I am, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's been weird in a season of COVID, but, and now the cancer, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I'm not out much, but it's like, with the recent Breonna Taylor thing, I'm like, they're protesting for five months. Maybe, maybe it doesn't work mm-hmm. because what they wanted and what they should have gotten didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I just feel terrible for all of the effort and the emotion and the energy spent. And it's just it's so separated from, like I'm, you know, as someone who believes in the in the in the process of protest. I mean, we're Protestants, you know, it's in the word. <laughs> yeah. But it's there's a little bit of a sadness in that I'm not sure if it has an effect like it used to, you know. Well, and it depends on what it's rooted in, too. Yeah. And I. Well, I just bring all that up because yeah. it's like, this is why Paul says, "Look, just worry about yourself." Work on your own level of love. See if you can pull that off in any and every environment. And let God, that's kind of what he gets into after that. Let God, if there's vengeance, let God do it. You know, don't, mm-hmm. vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Like, don't, there's no need for us to go any further than love. Like, we just go with love and then that, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I'm, that was where I was kind of heading with it is that, and I, this is not a comment uh, on, on, on it other than the fact there's a lot of it that is motivated by this hurt and this anger sure and this need for a reckoning yeah and that's a fully understandable thing that will not get you satisfaction mm-hmm. and it's hard but if these were motivated by a sense of praying for the people who we mm-hmm. feel have wronged us mm-hmm. well the problem oof. is we don't live in a society that is based on grace and forgiveness no. Or it's reconciliation. It's it's hierarchy. It's position. It's power, and it's just too difficult. Yeah. And so this is more of a subversive. Yeah, and that's more what you know communion with the Lord's Supper is about. That reconciliation mm-hmm. and coming back together. It, you know, in this really beautiful way. Um, and I I love what you you said, Derek, in the past too. That maybe maybe we can't cause this big change and make the world completely a better place but maybe mm-hmm. the church maybe we as God's people can be the better place mm-hmm. um, and I found this quote uh, from Nadia Bowles Weber talking about how in our community we're going to let each other down like it's not a matter of if it happens <laughs> it's when yeah. right someone's going to mess up you're going to mess up I'm going to mess up we're going to do something to hurt one another but if we if we just cut and run, if we don't stick around, um, she says that we don't get to see how the grace of God can come in and fill the holes left um, by our community's failure. Um, and that is just too beautiful and too real to miss. Mm-hmm. We don't see how he can come in our lives and yeah. fill those cracks, fill the broken pieces and make it something more beautiful in the end. Yeah. I, I like what you said too about the 
communion piece because mm -hmm. when you think back about the night of the Lord's Supper, the, the last meal Jesus had, who was at the table with him? Mm -hmm. One guy who had already betrayed mm -hmm. him, one guy who was about to deny him, and all of them about to run. Yeah, they ran. Yeah, and he knew. And the women who would stick around. Right. Oddly <laughs> enough, the, the, the ones that don't have any position are the ones who yeah have the nerve to stick it out. Yeah. But it's just this. Even I mean, if Jesus Himself could stand to have his last meal with people who he knew were in the midst of letting him, or I mean, who were turning him in. Yeah. And he could do that. And if he could come back to, you know, when he reinstate Peter and say, this, you're still going to have yeah. a place in this. There's a, you have a part to play. If Jesus can do that, and we really believe what, what Jesus said about himself, Mm -hmm. and we take that seriously, then who are we to say that we're above being gracious to people as well? Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice yeah. to stay, to listen, yeah. to, to embrace the very people that you, mm -hmm. you know, right. don't get along with all the time. Yeah. And I would say this, because we're coming up on the end of the time here, you know, to outdo one another with affection or love. <laughs> like, I love that game. If you're going to be competing. If you're going to compete, <laughs> compete in love. I love that. I love you more. No, I love you more. <laughs> And I think underneath this, too, is this, and I'll close with this, but you never really know what someone is carrying around mm -hmm. in their soul yeah. or how burdensome their life may be because, you know, as people, we tend to keep things under wraps, you know. Um, but be assured that there is um, underneath the, the skin of every person, there's pain. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's happening in everyone you meet. And so it's, it is incumbent upon us to live peaceably as much as, as it is possible mm -hmm. and it depends on us because you just, you don't know you never know and that person who um, I tell a story in this week's essay if people are reading them about Rick the Republican uh, good old Rick Richardson who used to work who used to attend here until he passed away but uh, was a DeKalb County Republican Party delegate so like the real yeah. deal like politics was his life you know mm -hmm. And, uh, and just my story of meeting him and, and, you know, and listening to him and it's interesting, you know, and our church, you know, bends way more blue than red, but he always felt at home and everybody loved him. And, um, and so I, and I think it, in my experience in getting to know him, those things, uh, those things rolled away once you're like in conversation with people you don't really think about that stuff anymore because he genuinely cared about people and I did too and or at least I tried to be caring and yeah so I think it just you never know you, you know you just gotta you gotta go at it with love and nothing more yeah it's a good word alright thanks for listening to this episode of The Deep Cut if you'd like more episodes want to listen through our archives of sermon series or if you're in the Atlanta area and want to learn more about ACC's mission and ministry you can find us online at www.atlantachristianchurch.org or follow us on Instagram at the handle Atlanta Christian Church. Special thanks to Jeff Box and Dave Hick for our musical themes, and thanks again to you for listening. We'll be back next week, but until then, y'all have a good one and go with Christ. Grace and peace, and we will see you soon. Yeah.